Um, okay, so I lied. I said that we would be back two weeks ago or, <laughs> or a week ago, a week, two weeks ago. Um, the truth is, is that my life has gotten so busy and out of control that it is at the point where I need a personal assistant, but yet I have, I still have zero representation in the entertainment industry. <laughs> zero, like, legitimate real credits that I can, you know, transform into real work. And, um, generally very few people who believe in me <laughs> so this is a one-woman operation don't say anything yet um i am here with a guest currently okay she's been on before because that's what i like to do i honestly there there are people believe it or not you don't have to say anything verbally who ask to be on my podcast do i want them on no because i don't want to talk to them <laughs> i i would i would rather talk to the same people over and over again than talk to some of these people who keep trying to be on my podcast because I don't know them and I don't care what they have to say. I'm taking a sip of wine. <laughs> we we just do everything on this podcast. Um, mm. Yeah, it's Saturday afternoon and I have the urge to drink finally. So um, I'm here with a guest. Um, you know her. You love her. Uh, what can I say? Close personal friend. Um leader <laughs> um somebody who i've known for a while obviously you can say hi hi Lisa what's up um so many thoughts already <laughs> you do uh people do believe in you that was the main one who leader wow <laughs> i i can't if i cannot afford to pay an intern wait can i pay an intern with i don't have to pay an intern right I think you don't have to pay them, <laughs> but also you should do something nice though, like um, actually teach them shit. Well, I have to look up the the law. Yeah, I think you do have to compensate them somehow. I but I think you can compensate them with college credit, right? So I what I would need an intern for is to maybe like edit my podcast, upload it. Um, can they send out emails for me? Yeah, <laughs> is that ridiculous? Totally. I feel like as long as you're teaching them like. Uh, what's appropriate in business and what's appropriate in, especially in this business that could be helpful. Um, I, it also like, what about I feel just like, the like people, innate wisdom about the people life? who are like really good at being an intern are working on Conan. Oh, they as are as interns. Yeah. So like you might get someone that's like, sure, I'll upload your podcast, sign my college credit form and then just like, fuck. Yeah. Up. I don't think it matters. I did an internship in college and I interned at, um, NBC. That's amazing. Not bragging. And I uh, guess who my, not my immediate boss, but my boss right above them, it was Andy Cohen. That's fucking <laughs> sick. <laughs> and this is right when 
his little show just started just what why it's not it's not a little show now huge yeah it's it's a huge show but he was actually really friendly i believe it i read his book yeah yeah but a lot of people think he's an asshole well, he does kind of pit he women against each other. stir the pot. But that's his job. I don't think that's who he is as a person. No, he's, he was super friendly and he ate in the cafeteria. That's cool. Yeah, that's how you know they're like a man of the people. Yeah. Tom Brokaw also ate in the cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> that's so a- alone with a newspaper. Uh, you would be like shocked at some of the people I saw in the NBC cafeteria. But one of the people who didn't eat in it notoriously was Jimmy Fallon. Who, how is the food? It was fine. It was good. Like you could get like a made to order sandwich. Cool. Um, but they would have like a special every day. So like there could be like, you know, like a, like a turkey dinner special or something. Uh, there was a salad bar and then you could buy like, you know, various like snacks and candies and things. I used to work for Gannett and it was, the food was so bad, but the salad bar was great. I lost so much weight because I would never want to eat the like, yeah. lunch item yeah there's something about a good salad bar yeah you know and something about a bad salad bar. Oh, <laughs> the worst. have you ever seen a bad salad bar yes right into the podcast no i don't <laughs> <laughs> no yeah i love i appreciate a good salad bar the best salad bar i ever had was um in college at not bragging nyu and (laughs) it was the salad bar in the kimmel center and it was immaculate and amazing every day i haven't lived like that since you know yeah and i'm still paying i'm still paying for the salads with interest (laughs) you know that's so funny i never thought about that i'm still paying for manzi salad yeah arizona state Ew. Yeah, the uh, the Asian stir fry station. That was like my favorite thing. So like, yeah, so you could get like, so you picked your vegetable blend and I would always get, it was like broccoli and mushrooms and something else. Because like one of the other ones had like peppers and I hate, I hate oh, bell peppers. peppers. I figured. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> Is fine. Because it I'm Arab. No, I know. I was no. I was gonna I because you're wasn't. from the uh, you know, uh, an arid part of the yeah. country. Well, I'm from the southwest too, but I'm not into. Yeah, yeah. I don't like peppers. I love peppers. I think it's genetic. The like I something do I don't like. There about are certain it. people that it's like cilantro. Oh sure, yeah. Because I'm um ethnically I'm Cuban and Puerto Rican, and Cuban and Puerto Rican food has almost like no peppers in it. Yeah. And I, it has to be for a reason. I mean, it's because geographically they yeah, don't yeah, have yeah. them there. Where you developed and, yeah. Right. But, like, whatever my palate is, it's, like, totally averse to, like, anything, like, spicy or pepper-like. So, anywho, so you would get <laughs> you get the vegetable blend and then you would pick a protein, you know. So, like, chicken, steak, or they had tofu, too, yeah. um, and a sauce. And you could get, like, you know, teriyaki, sezuan, um hot and sour you know all the yeah, different yeah. sauces and the guy who like worked the stir fry station he was like notoriously like unfriendly <laughs> he was like the soup nazi Aww, but like so cute. he was the stir fry nazi <laughs> i love that <laughs> yeah he liked me though one time in college i wanted to get my friend a birthday cake and um i didn't have any money so i went in the south the cafeteria and made them charge me like whatever 15 sliced cake 
pieces, like yeah. 15 meals yeah. to get a whole cake. 15 meals? Damn. Because they charge you like a meal for like a dessert at ASU. You couldn't just go in there. Really? Like well, you can't just go in there and like get like a box and fill it up with a ton of stuff? At certain ones, but oh. like I, they wouldn't have, th- that would be like Rice Krispie Treats or something. Oh, I want to give see. her that. I want to get her yeah. like a cake. Yeah. So, Yeah. Used 15 meals for a cake. I don't what, know how many What meals. was ASU like? Please um, elaborate. Do you remember any of it? Uh, yeah, I remember <laughs> a lot of it. It was... It's definitely a party school. It was a good training for living in Los Angeles, I think. It's definitely, like... There are a lot of, like, bitchy people. Mm-hmm. And, like... um, Yeah, I don't know. I had a core group of friends that I mostly hung out with. And had a good time it was i don't know i like my dad died and i lost my best friend in the same year at asu so that year's just kind sorry of like to bring blur. that up <laughs> <laughs> sorry to bring it up no no it's okay it's just like i don't think i did much that year yeah and i think that was my senior year and you know i like it was fun i liked going to school there mm-hmm. there's hella swimming pools Oh yeah, you're into you're into the swimming. I, w- yeah. I wish I was more into that. Why do you wish that? It's good for you, I guess. And I have a bad knee. Yeah, you should do it. Yeah, it's Why good for your like joints. It? I don't know. It like dries out my skin, and then like you know you have to. It's like a whole ordeal. You have to like take a shower, and then like mm-hmm. you have to take before, and then take a shower after. <laughs> it's like a whole thing. Yeah, it's just like any exercise that you have to get into. A okay. With. Well, I'll you know if I had an intern, I would be able to go. Absolutely. I'm so busy. Someone at the pool returned my lap pass that I dropped on the ground. What's a lap pass? It costs eighty dollars, and if you lose it, you can't replace it. It, oh, is that to use the pools in LA? Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's expensive. And what is what is the vetting paper. process for them to give you a lap pass? None. You, you just, just pay, pay them eighty dollars. It. It's uh, you only get thirty swims or something. Oh, it's like a punch I card. see. Okay, but it's you can pay credit or like you know what I mean, you right? Because usually it's three fifty a swim, and I always forget cash. It's like just easier. Yeah. Unless you drop it and lose it, which right. I did, and someone returned it. Thankfully. Yeah. Um, I canceled my gym membership when I hurt my knee again. And, <laughs> like, honestly, because I now I want to get another gym membership, but I'm, like, researching gyms, and they're all bad. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. They're legit all bad. I used to go to 24-hour fitness mm-hmm. uh, in, um, well, I don't know what part of it. It's, like... La Cienega Heights, like uh, Slauson and La Cienega. There's one right there. Um, and I would like run into people. I know. <laughs> I, know. Oh, I don't like the that. Worst. I have an LA Fitness um, account. I also have Class Pass. And oh, yeah, Class Pass. I have a Pilates Studio Pass. Right. And I have a Lab Pass. But I'm still fat. So go figure. <laughs> I, I, I've been just doing the Pilates. It's great. Yeah, it is great. It feels really good. It does feel good. I'm glad. My instructor is a little... She talks a lot. The one I went to today <laughs> was the craziest person I've ever met. The instructor? Well, I got a lymphatic massage and then I went to Pilates, which you're not supposed to do. What's a lymphatic do. massage for the listeners? It's <laughs> like a drainage massage. It's like a detox massage. Where so they, they like focus on your... They pump your lymph okay. nodes yeah. and they like drain your fluid... Um, it's like for bloating and stuff. Uh, and then I went to Pilates after, which you're not supposed to do. 
and I'd never been to the studio. Is it because you're not supposed to do it because you have basically like loose stuff floating around? Maybe it's because you're dehydrated, like super dehydrated. Um, And the instructor, it was a Pilates class I'd never been to before. It was Mm -hmm. uh, corrective Pilates for your posture. Okay, and she just kept saying the most horrible things like she called asian people flat-footed no and Don't. i was like what like what are you doing like oh why are my you god doing this? and then she was like if you she kept saying what it what some kind of neck that you're gonna get if you like do the move a certain way mm-hmm. and i was like i don't think that's it i don't remember what it was then every time she'd be like, if you're not breathing, you're going to get hemorrhoids tonight. And I was like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> like, this is supposed to be an exercise class. Oh my Leave God. us alone. Like, yeah. She's like making you worry about stuff. Yeah. It was so weird. And then the same song was on repeat three times. And finally I go, hey, can you change a song? And she goes, okay. Like I offended her. And I'm like, it's come on three times. And she goes, no, it hasn't. And I go. <laughs> Maybe it's just a she super long She was gaslighting you about the music. And then, of course, it changed and didn't play the same song again in a row and made me look like a psycho. But it was 15 minutes into class and one song had played. Right. Maybe I was wrong. I don't know. But No, way, it's not, she was probably... Was she older? Mm-mm. She wasn't? Mm-mm. But she was like... I don't know. She I was gonna reminded say, me of someone who's done a lot of drugs. Oh... Okay, that could be anybody. <laughs> like a burned out amount of drugs. Oh, like someone we know? Um, I don't know. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. But... Everybody I went to high school with. <laughs> oh, okay, yes, exactly I, that. You know, I, I've been thinking about that because, like, well, did you, when you were in high school, like, I mean, I'll admit it. I mean, like, I drank a lot when I was in high school. Did you? Yes. Yeah, I think that's like pretty, you grew up in the suburbs? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. No? Yeah, I grew up in a city, but it's a small city, so yeah. it feels like. Because I was honestly, I was on Facebook last night looking up some people from high school, and I, <laughs> and this is like, but did anybody you went to high school with like die? Yeah. Okay. Like I've had a lot of people I went to high school with like pass away, and it's mostly all been from like, you know, drugs or. Drinking, driving, shit like that. Yeah, shit like that. Like one kid, like this was a long time ago. He like. He, like, drowned in a pool, like, underneath the pool cover. And he was, like, high on something. I don't know what he was on. But Angel Dust? I don't know. (laughs) I forget what it was. Anyway, I was on Facebook last night, basically just, like, trying to see if anybody had died. (laughs) Like, I was just, like, give me the news. (laughs) I also come from, like, a gang area. Yeah. So people have died from that kind of stuff, too. Um, Also... Uh, I just saw this girl that I knew in high school post, she posts, she has 600 followers, which not enough for this kind of Is content. This on, on what platform? Instagram. Okay. And she posts like, she posted some selfie with a quote that, God, I have to find it. She basically said that she's worth millions or something. Okay. She's not. <laughs> and she hashtags her name. At the end of it. Why? But her name is like her handle. Oh. Um, well, she thinks she's a masterpiece. That's what it says. Your life is your canvas and you are the masterpiece. There are a million ways to be kind, amazing, fabulous, creative, bold, and oh interesting. Boy. 
And then the quote is attributed to Curly, K-E-R-L-I, which I'm guessing is another friend of hers. Oh. And then she hashtags her own name, and like, which is her Instagram handle. Yeah. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Can I see? What is wrong? Wait, do you follow her? I just unfollowed her for this. Oh, you unfollowed her I for this. I just did. Because oh, my like, God. I don't know what you're She has doing. the most basic ass name, too. Oh, but that's not her real last name. That's her middle name. Oh. She's one of these. This is what I that's mean. That's her middle like, name? I oh. know because I went to high school with you that that's not your real fucking name. I don't like her. I don't like her either. <laughs> to be honest. There's one girl I follow. Um, I think they're, yeah, pretty much only like what a lot of people I went to high school with follow me on Instagram. But uh, there's one girl who I follow who's never followed me back. <laughs> and she's like, she's like constantly like traveling the world. And she also posted like something ridiculous. I'm, I'm sure I could read it because she's never going to listen to my fucking podcast. So I usually always follow people back. But this week I've been unfollowing these high school people hard. Yeah. Just like I can't. So she posted. Care. I don't know what what city is this a picture. I think that's San Francisco. Anyway, so she she posts. Maybe. So it's a picture of San Francisco at dusk, and the caption location says, tag. Hold on, my sweet home. That's the location tag, and then the caption says, "Neither a home buddy nor gypsy." <laughs> what? This is a, this is a this she's is a white a, person. I'm guessing she's very white. I'll uh, show you a picture of her in a second. I can't claim a life dictated by schedule, nor one with an aversion to order. What does that mean? Ah! It's so stupid. I I can't decide if I draw energy from the company of others or if my soul is replenished through solitude. I won't choose. Wait, she made an error here. I won't choose stay or go. She, it, should, it should say I won't choose to stay or go, nor decide between stillness and speed. Instead, I'm building a life of balance, freed by travel, yet grounded in relationships. I'm so thankful for my adventures and yet so, so happy to be home finally home jesus christ <laughs> and this is a girl Help who like her. she okay this girl like i hate to say this but like she always had like a great body and like yeah. it was always in good shape but like her face is kind of like mm-hmm. i'll show you i don't know well that's not a good example she's uh, well people aren't posting good examples anymore on Instagram. the left the girl on the left oh yeah i can see it okay yeah um, yeah, the Facetunes really changed the game for these <laughs> ladies. She hasn't used any Facetune, yeah, no, obviously. She She's an event planner, yeah. but, you know. Good for her. I mean, um, yeah. that's a cool dress. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever. You know, I'm happy for your great life. Uh, <laughs> but, like, like that's just, like, one of the corniest posts I've ever seen. And I was like, should I unfollow her immediately? But then I was like, no, I kind of follow her just to, like. To hate it. To see that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I hope you're well. <laughs> there, are, like, there are some people where I'm like, they're having kids and they're like living life and it seems normal. Mm-hmm. Their Instagram. So I actually like seeing it. And I'm like, oh, this is like, I'm like, it's weird that I'm like commenting on this picture of your baby. But like, it's cool that you have like normal baby pictures that yeah. aren't like, like fucking like a thousand dollar like yeah. Kim New Money like lit up shoots sure you know? yeah it's like at which are also cool if yeah. you're like a person that is in this industry and like yeah knows kim and she's awesome i i want a baby uh yeah 
Do you? Are you agreeing with I don't me? Know. Or you- <laughs> I was about to, and then because my psychic, one of my psychics, well, someone I got a reading from, I wouldn't call them my psychic, told me that I need to be really careful about saying that because she was like, I was like, she, she's like, I see kids. She's like, are you pregnant? And I was like, no. And she's like, are you sure? And I was like, well, I have an IUD, but I'm not sure. Right. And she was like, well, you need to be careful about like what you're putting out in the universe if you don't want to get pregnant. And I was like, I do want to get pregnant. I do want to yeah, have a eventually, kid, but right? I just yeah. can't right now. Right. Um. Yeah. I was, somebody at work was asking me like, well, when do you want to have kids? Because I, I know I want to have kids. And I was like, well, I mean, I feel like people, like, if I waited at least five years, it would be fine. Because in five years, I'll be 37. And I think that's, like, fine, you know? And she's like, oh, that's so old. Like, how are you going to handle that? I'm like, that's not old. Like, people, like, live so long now. Yeah. And, like, there are women, like, in their late 40s having babies. Yeah, totally. It's it's a little bit harder of a pregnancy, I think. True. Yeah. And I think the issue is that, like, I think your first pregnancy can be difficult anyway. Yeah. But I feel like as long as you're, and you are, like, a body-conscious, normal person, yeah. that's not going to be like, oh, I'll just fucking, yeah. like, smoke weed anyway. Or, you know what I mean? Like, that kind of behavior is reserved for young people. <laughs> the second I get pregnant, and I have said this, the second I ever get pregnant, I'm done with drugs. Oh. <laughs> Like, like I mean, that's it. That's you... the day. That's the day all the drugs are gone. Why? Would Not you that I'm on that many, live, but like, <laughs> live like that when you know how much it affects. Well, that's what know. my that's what my sister did. Like when she got pregnant, like that's how she basically like stopped all drugs. I mean, she drinks now, but like she she hasn't like smoked weed at all. Like in however many like six years. Yeah, yeah. I think it's cool when people do that. I also think I wrote this as a tweet, but I feel like it's. It wasn't going to translate, but like being because one of Scott's good friends is pregnant and uh, like being around a pregnant person is really fun because everyone just like asks them super fucking personal questions. Uh, yeah. At, that you would never ask someone. Oh, no. People and get crazy. They're so happy to like share because they have like no other not that they have no other in like shit going on because they she still works and like does all the shit but she can't be drunk or she can't be high or like talking about the normal dumb shit so it's like yeah i'm craving this or um whatever this is like how we've been handling this or we haven't done this to the room yet it's like fun yeah also i mean i guess my big trepidation in um getting pregnant um anytime soon is that i would probably get pregnant by a guy who isn't <laughs> who isn't like ready to be a father or like mm-hmm. not a deadbeat but like like a fuckboy type you know a deadbeat that's that's a, a, <laughs> a fuckboy is a pre-pregnancy deadbeat you think so that i think that i think that's the natural progression fuck i mean i'm gonna be careful out there yeah be careful also it's i like, stopped taking the pill <laughs> Oh my god. No, I hold on. Yeah, I know. What? I know. You know what? I'm not doing it right That's now. That's what I mean. Oh, I'm going to start taking it again. Good. If I ever have sex again. Oh my god. <laughs> Which could be god yeah. knows when. Yeah. You I know. Mean, for sure. Nobody ever knows when they're going to have sex again unless they're in a relationship. <laughs> Even then. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you're just like I'm we're so busy or like yeah there are like weeks where you're 
you get sick, they get sick. You yeah, get yeah. Like, I, I remember in my last relationship, the only indication that I knew something was wrong and he was about to break up with me was that he didn't want to have sex. Like the last few days we were together. Oh, that's so sad. Isn't that sad? Yeah. And I just felt like so like, what did I do wrong? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, I was recently attacked at an open mic. <laughs> do tell. I was verbally attacked by my ex at uh, the Hollywood Hotel open mic. Oh my God. <laughs> Am I ashamed to still go to the Hollywood Hotel? Not really. It's a good. It's a good workout, and you can get drunk there. Um, <laughs> like quite. I like the bartender a lot too. And uh, so he, <laughs> I was sitting at the bar. Um, you know, some of our friends were there. Um, and he walks in and he sees me and all I did was I literally just like smiled and waved at him, you know, like a normal human being. Isn't that normal? Yeah. That's what you would do. Right. And then, so he starts his set with a a dumb fucking setup, of course, because he's bad at comedy where he goes, does anybody read? Yikes. (laughs) And nobody was saying anything. And he kept, he, he was like. No, none of you guys read books. And then I, and I just, just to help him out, I said, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we read. And then he immediately jumped in and attacked me and he said, oh, well, you only read books so that you can uh, work on other people's projects for them for money. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so Man. that's, he immediately like jumped in on that. And I was yeah. like, what? And I like, and I honestly like turned around and reacted and was like, what are you talking about? And then he was like saying all this like crazy shit. Like he was like, so dating is hard. <laughs> and then, and then, and then he's like, he said, right, Heather? And I was like, what? I've dated other people since you. And he's like, oh, that's hard to believe. Can you believe that? Is he, did, so did he, is he going through a breakup or something? No, his girlfriend was there and he so did why it. Is he he did it in this, front of his current girlfriend. Why is he doing girlfriend. a dating is hard bit in front of his current girlfriend? This whole thing I don't think sense. he really likes her. Okay, so what this reeks of to me. <laughs> what? And I could be 100% Please wrong. break it I down. I don't know him. Okay. To me, I think that when you are not doing comedy as much as other people are that started around the same time as you or whatever. Okay. You're not doing it as often as everyone else. Right. Or other people. I don't want to say everyone. You're not on the grind. You may only Mm. be going to certain few places. Yeah. You can only, the only thing you can do to create and generate material is kind of see what other people are doing and try to write things that are similar, but your take on it. Right. Like dating is hard. Sure. Or, um, who reads? (laughs) To me, that just sounds like something where it's like, Oh, I saw like, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about you because Mm -hmm. I see that when you talk about me, you get 85 likes on Facebook. Mm. That kind of thing. You know what I mean? Where it's like, none of this is genuine or comes from a real place. If, it does at all come from a real place. It comes from a place of terror that you walked into the open mic that he's in. Well, because he he walked in and saw me and he looked like he well, was going to turn around way, and leave. Either way. Yeah. Like it's, he's stuck in a situation where he, he walked in with his girlfriend. He can't be like, well, we got to go. Heather's yeah. Here. Yeah. No, so, I think that's what he said to her though. And then, the, and then the host was like, do you want to go up? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I personally can't tell you what I do know is that, you gotta like learn how to write stuff that isn't you can't write dating is hard if you're not dating anyone 
You mean if you are dating someone? I mean, yeah. Well, but you're not like going out and, on dates. Right. You're not I, like I'm dating. I'm just so insulted that he thinks I haven't gone on a date since we broke up. He just did that because he <laughs> thought it would get a laugh, did it? No. Like, a, that's like, what I everybody, mean. People were so uncomfortable. People, he did it because he thought it was like a fun roast that he thought people would laugh at it. He doesn't, he doesn't think that no it's crazy because like people who i'm like really good friends with were in there yeah and, and they were probably all like you're a psycho oh no yeah and the, the comic who went up after him was like you're mean <laughs> they said that to him so anyway that's like i personally think he's like obsessed with me what do you think i mean why is he doing jokes about you i don't it doesn't make sense nothing makes sense but that's what happens None when you go to sense. an open mic you get attacked yeah, I mean, that's why that I've, <laughs> that I I avoid sense. those. Yeah. So how have you been? Like, how was you had a birthday recently? I had a birthday. Um, I'm. I don't know. I haven't been that good. <laughs> I <Me neither. laughs> did have a really nice birthday and birthday week, like end with my family. Um, and then since then, I have had a couple things happen that are not great. Mm-hmm. And, um, I have just been really, I mean, we went to like that meditation. I went to like a shamanic journey thing. Yeah. Got this massage today. I'm trying to really just rein it in and just not get mad, not get upset. Just chill. Well, let's talk about the meditation we did together. So, um, wait, have you ever talked about this person before? Have you ever talked about Sarah? Sarah? Yeah. I don't know. So what, what exactly do we call her? She's a shaman. I believe shamanic healer. I am not sure. What's the difference? I don't know. Um, I think there is a difference and I think, I don't know what it is, (laughs) but she is, I don't know, an energy worker of some sort. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because her whole background is that what she had a near-death experience, like, I don't know how long ago, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. I guess that was, like, the beginning of her, like, spiritual She starved to death in a transformation. hospital. Is that what happened? And came back, I oh. believe. Okay. Or maybe dehydration, mm. one or the other, mm-hmm. and came back. She saw... She, I don't, I don't want to tell her story, because I'll probably fuck it up, but she was kind of got the message that she was supposed to bring back when she died okay and came back and she's been doing these kind of healing stuff ever since i believe yeah she's really interesting um because the first time i went to one of her sessions like she said something afterwards to me where she was like she's like oh you're you're such like a highly um energetic person and i was like oh really like i I, I like I, and I kind of know that, but like the the fact that she like recognized that was really cool. Um, she's really interesting. So um, the meditation we did, what was it exactly? It was about empathic, uh, yeah, light empathic, meditation. yeah. So because I would say that I'm I'm like a really highly sensitive person. Like so many things affect me, and I'm just like like anything can make me cry. You know, I don't know about you, but I'm similar. I am very sensitive. I've People have always told me that I'm very sensitive, um, but I also have never considered myself an empath or... Right, because what exactly never... is an empath 
it's supposed to be able to like feel other people's pain and right. stuff like that. And until she was saying that, like when we were in the room where she's like, everyone in here like collect stuff. And I was like, oh, I definitely do that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I never thought of like empathy in that way where it's like, oh, when I read the news, I feel sad. Or like when I mm-hmm. do uh, certain activities, like it is to disconnect myself from other people and like swimming. I do right. it because I can't hear anyone else, see anyone else. I, there's, it's the only way I can disconnect because I, I am obsessed with my phone. I'm obsessed with being another person. Oh my God. Aren't we all? And it's so (laughs) hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. That I have to like literally go to workout classes, literally go underwater. Yeah. Even in a sauna, I bring my phone. I'm a sick person. No, you're not. Well, listen, I'm like addicted to my phone. Do you get notifications on your phone that tell you how many hours per day you were on your phone per week? For the week? I I get those too. I don't get the notifications, but I do have the screen time thing enabled. Oh, okay. I also. So I do not get text notifications. I do not get, um, I don't get messenger notifications. So think about how often I text you. I don't get notifications. <laughs> That's how much I'm on my phone. Oh, I check it. You like mean that. you don't get a notification? How? Like I don't. Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't vibrate. It doesn't. It comes up, but it's right. I have my. I have time. my vibrate off, and I thought it would like cut back on me. Like no, it just makes either, you check it more. Well, yeah. So, like, I thought in my head, I was like, psychologically, if it doesn't vibrate, I'm not going to look at it, right? But here's the thing. I feel like I, I'm, like, constantly picking it up now to, like, see if I have something on it. That's what I do, too. But also, for me, if it does vibrate, I can't not pick it up. Oh. It, like, bothers yeah, me. Right, right. So, I'd rather just have it not. And then, yeah. if, at least if I get in the flow of cleaning for yeah. 10 minutes, at least it, I don't get distracted. Yeah, because right it. now, like, the last few weeks, allegedly, I've been, I've had over six hours a day of looking at my phone. Oh, my God. Is this fucked up? Well, one, <laughs> one night, sometimes, I it does fuck up the screen time thing. One night, I fell asleep looking at Instagram, and the next morning, I woke oh. up, and I... Like I hadn't used my phone very much, and it said I'd use Instagram for four hours, and I was like, I barely oh. checked it. Oh, but it did fuck up, and I was like, oh, okay, that's why I fell asleep with it on. Right, right, yeah, it's dangerous, folks, uh, especially Bad. when you're, um, you know, you're creating uh, fake Instagram profiles to look at your. <laughs> I mean, to look at your crush a whole nother level. Not that I've done that before, you know, you don't but just I use have the podcast Instagram. Oh, you don't. Have I don't one. have a podcast Instagram. Should, should I have one? Yeah fine get that intern on that i you know guys if you want to apply to be my intern uh email unrulypodcast or gmail hell yeah dude i don't know i mean you have to be young and hip and you have to um i you have to be inclined to be spiritual into astrology uh and meditation things like that so anyway back to the meditation that we did empathic light meditation yeah so i also don't consider myself an empath because i don't feel that i can sense other people's pain but i do feel like i pick up on um energy from people that i've had sex with like like months years later really yes I feel like I can feel like the pain of men who have been inside me. <laughs> wow. I don't think I can feel that. I think I, well, I, it's hard for me to say. I feel like I have really heavy, like emotional cords with a lot of guys I've dated and it, and it just like keeps coming up over and over again. And like, I haven't like, well, I did a, like a clearing candle with one of them and it, it basically like, 
cut back a lot of stuff. Like I have like very neutral feelings on him now. Thank God. Um, but I've never done like a formal like cord cutting type thing. So I don't know, but I, I do feel that, that I can like sense stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've really cut myself off from most of the people that I've slept with in the past, like mm-hmm. in a pretty extreme way. Yeah. Um, I do think that that is a really powerful connection. And so I think, it well, would be I mean, hard especially to... for women, like yeah. when you think about like women, like we're allowing somebody to like, you know, totally be inside of you. It's like a whole thing, you know, yeah. that's why like with some of these guys who act like it's not a big deal, it's like, what the fuck is the matter? Like you don't get it, you know, no, even though I think guys are, I think guys are much more emotional than women, but they would never like reveal that you know of course yeah yeah i think it's very hard for them to admit anything yes um much less that like sex would be emotional invasive in any way yeah yeah exactly yeah um also with the meditation that we did one of the things that she was teaching was how to uh pull back that cord when you give light to someone when you pray for someone when you send positive vibes or whatever people do um because it can leave you like overextended open and overextended and i had never i never thought of that me neither ever and i'm 31 years old i I can't believe that i had never i don't think that makes it i feel like i feel like you and i you know we're still young oh for sure you know maybe not in entertainment but (laughs) we're still young (laughs) we're still young in general um, I feel like, you know, most people don't do this type of work that we're doing, especially sure. at our age. For sure. I feel like older people are, are more inclined to it, which is good. But, um, I feel like I've been interested in, you know, sort of like a lot of spiritual stuff from a young age. Thank God. I feel like it kind of saved my life in a way, you know? Um, yeah. Anyway, go on. Yeah. I mean, I just thought it was wild when she said and pull back and I was like, oh. God, I wish someone had told me that when I was right. 10 and I was praying as hard as possible for yeah. for someone else or for some, you know, I just yeah. wish I had known that you could get uh, like take it back. Not not take it back, but like reel mm-hmm. back in some of that energy for yourself and use yourself as a reflector Were you were you of raised light. kind of religiously? I gravitated towards it. Oh, okay. But I wasn't really raised in it. I did we did go to church, but I like wanted to go. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah I you like, know okay, I was I, I was raised Catholic and you know I would like kind of like you know pout about it like going to church and stuff but I was like into it like I was into like the Catholic tradition uh the prayers uh, like Catholic artwork I just like love you know I know the Catholic church is like evil whatever blah 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 oh by the way this brings up like you know how people were like saying like oh yeah well I'm glad Notre Dame is burning because you know the Catholic church is evil and they've done so many I'm like shut up like it's like so you want something that's like a piece of like humanistic art to burn down like you're an asshole so anyway yeah (laughs) um yeah, like from a young age, I was like into like the tradition of Catholicism and prayer. And I honestly like when things get like really tough for me, I do pray. Like I, I do too. Yeah. Um. So I feel like I've taken like 
I I feel like I've I feel like you're the same too, where we've kind of like created our own like spirituality from like taking all these like different parts of things that we're interested in and like made it into our own thing. And and I'm definitely like influenced by like my Catholic guilt. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? I think that's normal. I also think that like um like I know like Blair Saki has a joke where it's like Yeah. Where she's like, it sounds stupider to say the universe than God or whatever. Yeah. Where everyone's like, the universe. And it's like, just say God. Like, right. And it's like, whatever you say, however you believe, whatever you think, no two Catholics, no two Protestant, like, Methodists mm-hmm. believe in the exact same God either. Right. No two, like, I feel like nobody sees it the same way. So why not, like, just take the parts that you like from different mm-hmm. things and, like, just whatever works for you. Right. Exactly. Yeah, my mom is a little strict on it though. Like, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense. My mom is so crazy, but uh, she's not going to listen to this because she, there's no way she knows how to download a podcast. <laughs> somebody, somebody at her job showed her how, and I know she's forgotten by now. Thank God. But like, my mom, like, she's so like strict on the stuff. Like, she says to me, she's like, you were born Catholic and you're going to die Catholic. And I'm like, that's fucking ominous. You know, even though she's also like, she's really into astrology and you know, yes. Like she was excited when she found out that I was going to be an Aquarius. Oh, that's kind of sweet. Yeah. And my sister's an Aquarius too. Like she was like, Oh, I, you know, I'm, I was so happy that to have two Aquarius girls. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, I know your dad's. What is she? Oh, my mom is a, uh, I hate to say it. She's a Scorpio. <laughs> oh, okay. That's cute. Uh, Scorpio Taurus. I don't know what her Polarity moon combo. is, though. That's cute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My dad, uh, Taurus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know what her moon is or anything. I guess I could look it up. But, um, yeah, she's a Scorpio, which I think has caused, like, some issues between us. But I don't know. Uh, she's not listening to this, so. No, she's not. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, um, so during the meditation, mm-hmm. um, there was a point, so we went around in a circle and we had to, um, send love to people, mm-hmm. like send love and light to people. And when it, when it came to me, when people were sending me love and light and Sarah commented on this about like how difficult it can be for people to accept it in, especially mm-hmm. when you're empathic. Or whatever, or sensitive, and when it was happening, like it felt like I was like being electrocuted, and I it was kind of heavy. Like I, so she said that you, uh, that's why we ground ourselves, right? Yeah, you it was probably very needed buzzy. like a stone or something. Oh, I I have them all in my purse. Like, <laughs> I should have had one yeah. out. Yeah, um, but it was very strange. What did it feel like for you? For me, I, I it was so interesting because one of the women said she saw a bunch of feathers flying towards her. I had no. I had a slight visual of like orbs okay. in a circle coming towards me. Yeah. Uh, but just light. I don't know. And then um, it made me. It, it made me feel happy. It did make me feel good. Uh, I felt like when it was over, I was like, no, like come back. Um, so maybe that connectedness or something, but it was also very difficult for me. And then one of the women said that she saw herself patting my head. Oh, afterwards. Yeah. I when heard she that. Was, yeah, and I yeah, was yeah. like, that's interesting. Cause when, um, when it came to her, when I was like sending her light, which I didn't want to say, cause I didn't know if anything was wrong with her, but when it came to her, for some reason, the only thing I could think of was like, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Oh. And I don't know why, because that didn't happen with anyone else. Yeah. But just with her. So I'm like, I don't know if like we had some kind of mutual trauma in a past life or like something where mm-hmm. it was like 
like we both felt the need to comfort each other in a weird way right but i didn't like tell her that because i was like i don't know you and i don't want to like yeah overshare yeah overall it was like very um interesting it was interesting i felt like all the women in there were cool yeah and i think i really do think sarah like is just like I don't, there's something going on with her that's just next level, you know? Oh, yeah. No, she definitely... It's it's strange because she will say, like, I know this sounds crazy. <laughs> and she's like, I know, but I know and I, like, see it too or whatever. Yeah. Not like, I see it too, but I don't know. Because I did the journey with her last night. Yeah, and it how was, was that? It was honestly wild. Okay. It was four hours and it took a lot out of me. Oh, wow. But on my way there, um, a man literally called me a fat pig. Oh my god! At me, no, and was like, was he like a homeless crazy person or something? I don't know. Okay, he was. My friend was parking near where he had a camera set up, and I guess we interrupted whatever he was filming. But we didn't know, and so when he said like. Oh, yeah, you girls just come in, whatever. We thought he was joking. Oh, my God. So we were like, oh, sorry, man. Like, whatever. And he, then he start, like went in on both of us. Damn. Calling her a witch, calling me a fat pig, going oink, oink. And I was like, and no. I was literally, if I hadn't been going to see Sarah, I would have lost my shit. But I was like, I'm going to see Sarah. This is all going to go away in five right. minutes when I get there. She's going to yeah. cleanse it all, like, whatever. And um, that, and then I found out that, like, a person very close to died right when i got there oh my god so i was like pretty already overwhelmed and i did not think i was going to be able to really get into the meditative state or like feel anything or see anything i was like there's just no way i'm like mentally drained emotionally drained and honestly i like locked in like probably the third time i went down yeah and because we so we did uh pre-meditation and then we did six individual meditations where she'd kind of tell you what to do and then you journal in between and i like i didn't see see stuff in my mind's eye or whatever but i had feelings and i like got to know things and saw and kind of like saw which in the direction that she was like pointing and her partner that she works with which i right. don't know if it's her romantic partner or not no i i think she right it's a guy right? yeah yeah it's her partner is it her I, isn't that why she moved i believe so okay but i don't want to like <laughs> tell her shit if it's wrong especially but he was also there to like check and make sure everyone was okay yeah it to me what i think which i have no idea because i have not done any shamanic work before yeah i met her uh, I think it's like basically what you do when you like do an ayahuasca trip. Okay. Except for this is like you have to be sober, like no drugs. You like you're not supposed to eat meat. You're not supposed to have like you're supposed to eat really light and like no bad food kind of shit before. Uh-huh. No alcohol, no drugs. And um, she's like this. I think it's like harder to access that. Like I could totally tell when I went down to meditate. She uses like a sonic drum. So it's supposed to like lull you into basically a waking dream state. Right. But I could tell, I was like, if I was on drugs, I'd be fucking, like, seeing all kinds of shit right now. Right. So, I guess it's, like, to train your mind to be able to do it without the assistance. Hmm. But I highly recommend it when she comes back. Okay. <laughs> it's long, and it takes a lot out of you. Yeah. Wait, does it have to do with, um... Power animals Oh, and... is it, a, like, a past life thing, too? No. No? Okay. It's, you, like try to meet your power animals and then you um i don't i've never done like fine teachers power animal anything it was cool 
Oh. It was cool. I mean, there's like some animals I'm drawn to. Could that be part of it? It might be. Oh. She, they, it's very interesting. One of the people that was there had a service dog. And so she was like, the, I don't want to say the dog's name. I feel weird like giving other people shit out. But she was like, this dog is like your dog, your power animal for this world. She's like, the world we're going into, you might see the dog there. You might not see the dog there. You might see other animals. You might like that might be. That dog might be your power animal in the other, like, meditative realms, but it also might not be. Right. And, yeah, it was crazy. It was fun. Wow. If you read my journal from it, you'd think I was an insane person. No, I would not. Trust me. Like, I I feel like, I feel like I'm insane. Like, all the, <laughs> all the time. All the live long day. But I'm not, really. Yeah, because if you were, you wouldn't think that. Oh no! Yeah. Like like anybody who's genuinely insane, they have they they're know. like they're yeah. out of it. Like they have no idea. Um, yeah, but whatever. Um, damn, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, I recommend. Yeah, I mean, I did I did email her about uh potentially helping me with a karmic bond with a person, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I do that. <laughs> I do like karmic healing work all the time." I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> she does she does all kinds of stuff and she has talked like she talked more personally which i have not really gotten to know her that well yeah um before she moved but she talked more personally in this uh session about like wh- what she has experienced and stuff and the kind of work she's had to do on other people and she does like extractive work she does like um she's like told us that she's had to do stuff because she's gotten too attached to someone she's worked on and Mm. stuff like that which is cool like that she's open about that yeah that is cool yeah i have a lot to you know what's interesting like i i do feel like i have a karmic bond with somebody that needs to be like cleared or whatever but i'm like kind of like sick or i'm like i don't want it to end yet does that make any sense yeah i do i totally understand that i recently was looking at my um magic cards destiny cards mm-hmm. and i noticed that the there's one that says you owe this person something okay and i only know one person that has a car i'm sure there are a lot of them but i only know one and i just it made me like oh man like now i can't like be mean to that person or now i have to like treat them a different way and i think it's kind of a sick way to look at it where i'm like why do you want this connection with this person when they right don't treat you nicely or well oh my god well see that's the thing it's like like you can know that someone isn't good for you or doesn't treat you well but like there is i i've had this too it's like you have this like sick sort of like link to them where you're like oh but i like enjoy that you know yeah i guess it's like some type of like masochism i have you know in my makeup i guess yeah i mean i think also just anyone who's like experienced trauma it you just Mm -hmm. you've learned how to deal with it yeah. And so you don't understand what it's like to work without it. Right. And it's very hard to release that kind of stuff. Well, it's, like, I don't care. It's not yeah. my business. That's you. Like, cause what I've noticed, um, like a lot of like work I've been doing on trying to like release a lot of my trauma stuff is like, it's painful. It's like really painful. Yeah. And it's so difficult. And I totally see how people just like, choose to like kind of like stay sick if that makes sense totally um (laughs) it's it's like so hard and where like it's like physically and mentally and emotionally exhausting to like work on it 
It is. And also when you realize where you carry your trauma physically and where you, when you think about it, do you hunch your shoulders up to your ears? Do you, you know, hunch over? Like, I don't know. It's so strange that like all the physicality that comes along with it. Yeah. And also I feel like if I, if I hadn't like experienced so much like traumatic stuff, especially in my childhood, like I would, I would laugh. I feel like most of like my motivation like comes from trauma if that makes sense yeah you know it's i'm constantly trying to like prove people wrong does that make sense i think that makes a lot of sense and i think it's also one of those things it's kind of similar to this thing that i think a lot of comedians do where they're like if i if i start taking antidepressants i won't be funny anymore where it's like you are gonna be fine no, I I started taking antidepressants. I talked about it on the podcast. I th- I'm almost like three weeks on them. I think. How are you feeling? You know, I feel fine. I don't know specifically. Well, I I haven't been having like any like crazy like. I haven't been having like suicidal thoughts or anything like that. So I feel like that's kind of gone. Yeah. Um, that's a huge but, plus. Well, a lot of my stuff though, like that makes me sad is situational. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's why I think therapy is so important because you can't fix your situation always, but you like, if you just take a pill, you feel good and you're still getting beat by your husband. That doesn't mm-hmm. help. You know, it surely helps your mental health a little bit and maybe, eventually convinces you to get out of an abusive situation mm-hmm. uh and if you're in an abusive situation i'm sorry i use you as an example but um you know you do have to still deal with the things that are happening right which is harder you think a lot that of the, the situational stuff is harder to deal with i guess so. i don't think it's hard i don't think it's harder to deal with but it's harder to fix than just to, like oh yeah it's can, hard to you remove can, yourself from yeah. certain situations you know um I'm, we've talked about this before. Like, I feel like the lowest point of my life, I was in an abusive relationship and, um, people like st- somebody was talking. I was, I did a show on Thursday and I was talking with another comic about this and, and he was like, you know, you're always so honest on stage. Is there like anything that you like won't talk about on stage? And I'm like, I feel like there's things that happened to me in an abusive relationship I had that I haven't gone to on stage because it would just like make everybody like uncomfortable oh, I feel the same like way. there's things i feel like i can't even admit to myself that happened I, I i know they happened but like even just like saying them out loud it's like oh my god like this is like so much to deal with like some of the things this person used to say to me and do to me they're like so fucking heavy that i feel like most people and i'm not just trying to say like oh i'm this like I'm the strongest woman I know or anything. I feel like they would have broken most people. I agree. I mean, I definitely, um, someone who is like very verbally abusive to me, especially when they would drink a lot. Mm -hmm. I used to record them on voice notes and listen to them again. Oh my God. Again. And it's like, that's sick. That's sick to do to yourself. It's sick to let someone else do to you, but it's also sick to relive it like that. Mm. And so it's like, and I would never say them out loud. I would never. I feel so ashamed. And like, that's... Well, shame is like a huge thing for me too with this. Because, 
you know, there's this narrative in our society where people say like, well, how could you, why would you stay with him if he did this and blah, 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 blah. You don't know until you've been in it. Because before I was in it, I was, I was kind of like one of those women who'd be like, well, if somebody hit me, I would leave. Right. And guess what? One time my abusive ex-boyfriend, he like, he like fucking like grabbed me by my arm enough to like leave a bruise. And I should have like, you know, taken a picture of it, whatever. And he like threw me down like on the bed because I hadn't, because I hadn't made the bed the way he liked it. Cause I didn't do like fucking hospital master. corners. <laughs> yeah. So in, in that incident, like, you know, people would hear that and be like, why don't you leave him? Like you have no idea. Like how people can get into your head. It's also so gradual the way it happens. Oh, absolutely. Like, and people aren't abusive 100% of the time. Of course. You know? And it's like even me, like I think back now, the someone that I was with that used to punch holes in walls when they would get really mad. And every single door when we moved out of our apartment had it to be replaced because it had holes in it and was broken. And that type of violence, the next step is you getting hit. Like, and you oh, know yeah. it the no, whole it, time. No, it totally escalates. You know the whole time it totally that escalates. soon enough it's going to be me mm-hmm. or, or my kid or the dog right. or whatever. And it's like, you still just can't, because it hasn't happened to you, you're like, well, it's okay. It's just the door. Yeah. You keep, you find ways to like rationalize certain things, but that's the other person like sort of like manipulating you because there were times where, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but I told you about... Um, a situation where essentially my abusive ex like attempted to sexually assault me and I left his place and like it was three in the morning and I was driving home and he calls me on the phone and he goes what happened like he like he had no idea what happened and he was wasted but that's like you know what happened yeah like like yeah. shut the fuck up that was just him trying to like reel me back in because he knew that he had definitely gone too far because I was like because you leaving. walked away yeah. yeah um and I I mean I did go back to him after that it was like a few weeks later but that was just like one of the scariest situations of my life where somebody like had done something so fucking unforgivable and then tried to manipulate it and it worked yeah you know it was because my mind your mind is basically you're conditioned like, for the trauma that's what i you am know condi- how to I, deal yes, with i was conditioned for trauma because like and I, i've talked about my father like being you know verbally and emotionally abusive um and quite honestly like people like I, I feel like people don't understand verbal and emotional abuse in comparison to physical abuse because people think that physical abuse is like, oh, that's the worst thing that can happen to you. When really the worst thing that can happen is when somebody's like so in your mind, they they have you like under their thumb mentally. Well, physical abuse, I would say, probably always comes with it. Yeah, so, but it, I feel like it comes last also, you know, yeah, I feel yeah. like the verbal and the emotional I, stuff I mean. is like, like building up the, to the it. The physical you know? abuse, like it, 
is inherent unless it happens once on a first day and you leave right physical abuse in a relationship because is think about it with because think other. about it if somebody if you're in a situation and somebody like slaps you or hits you you would be more inclined to leave right right but if it's a gradual build-up with somebody just like giving you like subtle digs like like my boyfriend he would be like I, I remember I was talking about how I wanted to get another tattoo and this is what he said to me. He goes, Heather, there's, there's so many things you need to change about your body before you get another tattoo. And it was just like this like fucking dig about like, you know, my weight and my body, which is like, I'm, there's nothing wrong with me. Like I'm an attractive woman. He obviously was like fucking me. <laughs> like it yeah, was, yeah. It, this was just his way of trying to like control me because yeah. he's so fucking sick that in his head, he's so insecure and so insignificant and so small that he feels he has to speak to a woman like that in order to, to like keep her there to keep me there. Yep. I agree. You know? I think it's a highly I mean, it's underreported, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that because there's so much fear. I also think that it. I I have not been in a physically abusive situation, so I mm-hmm. don't know what the extent of like what kind of emotional or financial abuse comes along with it. I'm sure that there has to be a level of it in order for you to stay there. Um, Also, you know, like Madison Shepard, like said this to me once, I think, but it's like men who can't say no pick or uh, men who won't take no for an answer, pick women who can't say no or Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be gendered that way, but like people who just, don't want to take no for an answer are going to pick people that don't know how to say no. Well, so it's like you have to, they they prey on people who have had traumatic experiences. They course. prey on people who have had troubled childhoods, and it and also difficult. in general, like in society, we raise women and girls to be nice. Right. You know, we raise them to be like yes, please, no, please. you know, like mm-hmm. and and we, we need. I think that needs to change. You know, like. We have to like tell girls like, you know, if somebody's making you uncomfortable, you have to be like, no, you know, because even when when I was younger, even my dad, who's like a total asshole and like said mean things to me, he taught me to question authority and be like, no, I don't like that. And I feel like I got a lot of that from him. Um, What a complicated situation. (laughs) Where, like, your dad, like, and this is how I feel about my dad. Like, he was, like, so bad, but he also, like, taught me so many good things. Well, I think that uh, hopefully anyone who has troubled childhood or troubled parenting situations, like, definitely has some positive Oh, yeah. Well, I guess that kind of, like, that kind of goes into everything about, like, you know, what's been happening in the last couple years with me too and all this stuff where like you know people are getting called out for harassment and abuse but then people are like oh but like we shouldn't cancel them because you know their music is so good or their their films are so good and like yeah it's true like somebody nobody is ever well unless they're like you know the devil incarnate nobody is like 100 percent bad or 100 percent good you know like people are an amalgamation of like different things you know and i feel like this is like hard for people to comprehend because when you're in an abusive situation like nobody's being abusive like totally 100 percent of the time like there are there are times when they're being like really fun and like nice to you you know so and that's where like the mind fuck comes in oh yeah it changes so yeah it can flip on a dime yeah yeah. for sure yeah 
I'm sorry that all of that happened to you. I also <laughs> no, like just okay. realizing that I just was like, yeah, and and like, <laughs> never like really acknowledged it. No, oh, well, no. I mean, like the stuff that happened. Like I, I'm like I've talked about it in therapy. Did I tell you how I ghosted my therapist like years ago? No, wait, so I think I, you did. I, yeah, so I had a therapist who I'm actually seeing her again now. But I ghosted her years ago because she told me that my abusive boyfriend she's like he talks to you like you're a dog oh yeah and i felt i felt so much shame that i like i ghosted her and then it took me and then i was like i have to get out of this situation it took me like six months to get rid of him but um i had to do it like gradually like sometimes you can't just do it like instantly um but that's what prompted me to get away from him thank god but um yeah she said that i was like oh bye (laughs) (laughs) it's hard to hear that kind of stuff it was hard yeah i know that when i left my last ex i like used to go to sushi every saturday with my girlfriends and like talk talk to them and like just knowing that they were like well we'll still be your friend if you're not like in this relationship anymore you know what i mean like right. having that kind of support of people because i didn't really know anyone that well is like a few years into living here mm-hmm. and just like having those kind of people who are like yeah we'll still like hang out with you on saturdays you know yeah that helped me so much i don't know what i would have done i don't i'd probably still be in that relationship yeah damn like so much stuff has happened the last few years how long have we known each other like Gotta five five coming on four or five, five. yeah five years okay <laughs> gotta be right sure mm. this got heavy uh, <laughs> i didn't mean for it to i felt no like i like discussed that, it in a light-hearted manner that wasn't like yeah in an intellectual way well, I, I think people should hear this stuff i yeah i'm in like we're both fine are I'm, we I'm i don't know <laughs> okay good <laughs> i'm going to therapy tomorrow actually yeah we're both fine it's it's better to talk about this with people who are fine than people yeah. who are really struggling who need help. Right. Yeah. I feel like we both like sort of have that, um, whatever the thing is, I guess like people like call it grit or whatever, where like you just like you get up, like you, you just get up and fight. Yeah. Like over and over again, you know, and that's what you got to do. Sometimes you got to get up and fight. <laughs> you do. I'm a little drunk. Good. I had some You said you had the urge. I did. I only drink one night a week now. That's good for you. You think so? I don't. I drink a lot. So many calories. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think about that. That's the first thing where I'm like, I want to drink. And then I'm like, oh, it's like a hundred and whatever calories and like so and so, Mm -hmm. which is fine. But yeah, you have to think about that. You do have to think about it. But also sometimes you just need to have a glass of wine. That's true. Um, Okay, well, we need to wrap up, but um, is there anything astrological special coming up? Pluto Isn't just went moon? retrograde. Oh, uh, what does that new mean? New moon is coming May 4th, I think. Okay. I think. Don't quote me on that. Uh, new moon in Taurus, I believe, and Pluto retrograde. You know, anxiety um, is amongst us. It's okay. Oh, so it comes with like anxious feelings? I or? think so. I, I I mean, that's what the articles I read say. But mm-hmm. Pluto's such a faraway influence that it's going to be things that we're going to look back on in 10 years and be like, oh, obviously. <laughs> you know, big things. Okay. Historical events. Oh, historical events. Where we're like, oh, of course, like this happened or whatever. But it's mm-hmm. not stuff that you can really, I don't think, predict day to day. I don't think it affects you day to day as much. Yeah. Um, but a general anxious feeling, p- 
probably normal. New moon in Taurus. Just get that grounding energy. Start those, finish those things you started or start those things you need to finish, mm. I think. Okay. That's good advice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and you can listen to uh, Lisa's uh, podcast, What's Your Sign? Anywhere podcasts are found. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to plug? This is coming out on uh, Monday. Oh, boy. I, <laughs> I have shows coming up. I'll be at Picture This. I'll be at Golden Hour sometime this month. Just com for dates at A-S-I-L-N-O-U-X on social media. Yeah. And I have shows coming up also. So this Monday, April 29th, I'm at Public House at 10 p.m. Los Feliz. Um, Tuesday night, I'm doing a roast battle at the Comedy Store against yes. Deidre Devlin. And then Wednesday, I'm doing a show in Playa del Rey. If I, you know what, nice area. It'll be fun. <laughs> I, I, I think it's called the Shack. And then, um, oh God, I have something on. Is it Cinco de Mayo that's coming up yes. here? I think I have. Uh, I, or it might be May sixth. Uh oh yeah, uh May fifth, Cinco de Mayo. I'm at the Scramble at the Pack Theater. That's at noon. Which I should bring some like Margs or something. It's a <laughs> fun show. They usually have mimosas. Oh no, but it's it's um gonna be oh, Cinco, Cinco de, de Mayo. Mayo so there should be a Marg. Yeah. And then uh May sixth, I'm at a show downtown at a bar that I'll post on social media. And then I have a bunch of stuff in May, actually. And then I have shows in Europe in June, if you're in Europe. Yes. Yeah. That's okay. amazing. So I guess that's everything. Oh, and yeah, fixed your Heather on Twitter and Instagram. And um, guys, if you're if you're a male fan who is attracted to me, please stop DMing me because I, <laughs> I get so many DMs. I'm not trying to like brag. This is not a brag, but it's like, I do. I don't want to date you or fuck you. Okay. Deep breath. Stay grounded. I'm, I'm doing it. <laughs> I have some selenite in my purse right now. Oh, hell yeah. So I'm just going to hold on to that. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. You'll be back. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye.